answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Glad you are here being part of our program today, both myself and my co-host here. We're both practicing financial advisors and um, three decades of doing this. And we've been doing this radio program podcast for 25 years. Not the podcast because the podcast didn't exist 25 years ago. But uh, we have been doing a some sort of call in talk show. And our, one of our main objectives on doing this program is to help you have more confidence with your finances, make wiser choices with your investments, and have uh, overall um, be in a good place financially, where financials is not causing you a lot of stress in your life, and you've got... Um, it's hard not to have some stress in your life right now um, with financials, regardless of whether you're employed or continuing to save or just everything around the environment kind of pushes a little bit of stress. It's just a weird... T- I mean, I... I I, I mean, it's, it's a, this is hard. We're all dealing with this in different ways, right? Oh, yes. And some people's fears are different than others. And some people, um, I mean, I, I read an article uh, a couple weeks back, and this the writer of this article had stated that um, when she, ever she talks to someone, she looks the other way. And in order for her to do that, she'll, won't, she won't look them in the eyes. She looks the other direction to ensure that she won't be breathing towards them. Oh. And she said it's the loving, she believed it was the loving thing to do. And I appreciate her her thoughts on that, but I just remember, like, if I have to go through my life without anyone looking me in the eyes, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm a very social person. I just uh, let was like, uh, I mean, so it's just there's all these other stressors at the same time as and family member. Maybe you're out of work, or your family member's out of work, or your kids are home, or uh, you've got kids that have graduated from high school that didn't get to. Are you trying go to figure out, do I pay that tuition bill? Yeah. Yeah. Or do I have my kid go to junior college because it's going to be online? Yeah. So it's hard. It's So it's stressful. We like to talk about try to control the things you can control. Try to, if you can control it, right, then try to control it. Including and your if own. you can't, then don't worry about then it. Then don't worry about it. I mean, of course, that's a good way to go through life in general, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All those things, yeah. Well, my, my grandfather used to call it borrowing trouble. He said, don't ever borrow trouble. I'm like, what's that mean? He said, if you can't affect the outcome, if it's by random chance, you have no way of affecting the outcome, then don't worry about it. And so when we think about our investment portfolios, it's how we react to them. If we think about our savings, it's how we react to them. The reality is, if you're stressed out about retirement, um, 62% in the survey done uh, just this month, 62% of people said they were more concerned about retirement today than they were a year ago. And that's up significantly. Well, yes, it's, people I mean, are just it's, no, no they're one worried. expecting this. Yeah. This too shall pass, though. There will be a therapeutic. <laughs> it's <laughs> there will it be like, a vaccine at some point in time. The question is when. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And investors are right now are clearly looking much more long term. Anyway, let's uh, take some calls here because uh, we've got uh, quite a few lined up. 833-99-WORTH is the number to be part of the program. 833-99-WORTH. Let's go to Sacramento and talk with Vince. Vince, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Yeah. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing, Vince? Vince, any better? Uh, any, if I was doing any better, I'd be twins. All uh, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Guess uh, I ask my question now? <laughs> Look at so, sure. Ask your question. <laughs> Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard you say that a hundred times, Pat. I don't really know what that means. Just, and Vince didn't either. So. What it means is that there's just so much good going on, it take two bodies to contain it all. Okay, That's how right. well I'm doing. Okay, it just great. means that it's so awesome. It's unbelievable. Okay, all Vince. Right, there we go. But Your back, question, back please. Back to you, Vince. You had a question. 
All right. Um, yeah, I was wondering, because I was talking with a friend and I, we were discussing, and she's retiring in a couple months, and I'm looking at retiring in about three years. And so we were discussing our, like, 401k, rolling it over to traditional IRA. And her concern is during this downturn of the market that whether she should wait until it goes back up before she rolls it over to her traditional IRA. And I... I was kind of saying, well, if you're going into similar funds from rolling over, it wouldn't matter. And it just became uh, kind of a discussion. And we kind of like, huh. And I'm just kind of like get some thoughts on it. You are right. She is wrong. That's right. Right. (laughs) Let me caveat. Here's the one caveat. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, companies will send physical checks. They won't do a wire transfer. And so, and even in a wire transfer, there could be a couple of days where the money's not invested. But that could be a trans- negative or a positive. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, right. That, that's the only. Yeah. But it, 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 it's, it's, it's like. Or the other thing, and this doesn't have anything to do with the markets. If she's under 59 and a half, but over age 55, Leaving it in a 401k provides access to those dollars without any restrictions and without any early withdrawal penalties. If it goes into an IRA, then there's restrictions and withdrawal penalties. In, uh, until the age of 59 and a half. How old is your friend? Uh, the, the friend is uh, it's, uh, 57. All right, so she oh. may want to leave, and it has nothing to do with the argument that you guys were, or the discussion you were having. It has more to do with liquidity. So the rules are if you're 55 and older in the year in which you separate from service, the 401k can be accessed without penalty. And the penalty in the state of California is 10%. You, it, it, and are you from? Oh, yeah. Where are you calling from? Yeah, Sacramento. Sacramento. So it's 10% federal Sacramento, and 2.5% yeah. in state. So she okay. may want to keep all or some of her at the 401k, but it's not an either or. So you can roll part of it to an IRA and leave part of it liquid in the 401k. But that is probably the bigger driver is that she's under the age of 59 and a half and older than 55. Why she should leave some money in her 401k. All things considered. Yeah, because you gave it, we were talking about, because you give us more options to invest in too, as opposed to limited to your 401k options. I understand. That's the IRA. That's the reason you want to roll it over. But the reason she may not want to roll it over is the minute she rolls it over into an IRA, if she wanted to go in there next year and take out $10,000 just willy-nilly, there would be a 10% federal and 2.5% state, where if she left penalty. it in her uh, state penalty, where if she left it in the 401k, those penalties would not apply. Even if it's a traditional IRA? Yes, correct. Correct. Any IRA. Ah, I did not know that. No, most um, people don't. I don't know how oh, you would yeah, know. I, I, I don't know how you would know that. Uh, uh, well, uh, thank you very much. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty so, esoteric. So, it's pretty yes, esoteric. And, and oftentimes, to be real blunt, oftentimes financial firms don't mention that because they have a financial interest to get that 401k rolled into their IRA. So when someone's 56 or 57 or 58, they just say, oh, let's get it to your IRA. But the fact is, if someone leaves an employer after the leaves an employer and they will be 55 or older in that calendar year, so they could be 54 even, but if they'll be 55 in that calendar year, they have access to their company's retirement plan without any restrictions, without any early withdrawal penalties. I mean, I say with restrictions, the company could impose the finite amount of withdrawals. So if somebody, unless somebody's fully certain they don't need the money until 59 and a half, it makes sense oftentimes to leave some dollars in that 401k plan. That's one argument for leaving it there. Secondly, it depends. You sound like you're, you're on top of things and, and, and pay attention to the markets, but not everybody does. And so uh, at least in the 401k, there's some sort of pre-screening and there's some sort of momentum in the way it's investing. And oftentimes, if people don't have the proper guidance from a professional, a, a, a qualified professional, uh, and do things on their own, they could make uh, poor investment choices, poorer investment choices than they had in their 401k. So there are arguments both ways. Um, and so 
I started by, I think we started by saying you're right and she's wrong. Uh, you're both right and you're both wrong. So anyway, appreciate the call, Vince, and um, hope that was helpful. Let's continue on with calls. We're with, in Rockland talking with Scott. Scott, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, I uh, love your show. I've been listening forever and uh, you. appreciate you getting me in. Wish you guys were still doing two hours, but I understand for personal reasons, it's probably nicer doing one. <laughs> we haven't done two-hour radio program in years. several years. Years. We well, had what? We had a year where we did a year we did three hours, and which is like an hour I, past. I, the I don't. I don't know how guys or gals do a radio show every. Some do it every day for three hours. I don't know how they do it. But. Yeah. So that's like two okay. hours past my attention span. But what can we do for yeah. you? Well, I enjoy you guys. I Thank listen you. to you on podcasts when I don't get you on Saturdays. And, oh, review and us, I, please. Uh, I, I will. I'll make sure I get Thank on you. and do the do the five star review. Uh, what did you say last the other week? You had three or four reviews total. I'll bump you up by twenty percent, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We're actually not allowed because of our industry. We cannot ask for positive reviews. We can't. Yeah, but we can't say like us on Facebook. Yeah. We could say connect yeah. with or something. We can't say like, like us. us. But so, but well, isn't that funny. But so, if you go on there and do a review, or give us a battery. Just give us an honest review. Uh, you don't want it, a bad it, it, review, Scott. Why would you say that? He just said he loved us. He's not going to give us a but bad review. But he's more than him are listening to this show. Oh, don't, please don't give us a bad review. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, what can we do for you, Scott? Please, actually. No. Uh, well, well, actually, here, let me say it. Anybody listening, please don't give them a bad review. They're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. There. Thank you. Now that we got the marketing out of the way, what can we do for you? So I'm, as some of your other callers have said in the past, the sandwich generation, um, I have older parents um, and having issues. I've got kids. I'm two years away from having two kids in college. My sister has two kids in college. And my parents, who used to have a comfortable upper middle class life, are now living on Social Security alone. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, they're living on about 3300 a month. Luckily, they own their home but they live in a, in a home that has um, property taxes, obviously, and also has a uh, uh, HOAs involved. So their cost of living there is about 800 bucks a month. The value of the homes, yeah. probably 325, 330. Um, How old are they? Yeah, uh, he's turning 70, what, 78 or 77 this year, 78 this year. And my mom's uh, gonna be 76 this year. Um, right. they, uh, okay. they've lost most of their assets in 07 and due to some other issues. And so the things they have left is life insurance. And my mom's been servicing their life insurance policy. Um, unfortunately she was allowing my dad who had dementia, um, take care of them. And one of them ended up lapsing oh, for gosh. lack of payment be because he forgot to pay it. And his health is turned. Did they send a wait, usually, usually there's some sort of reinstatement period on these. Yeah, and it was beyond that. We tried. Okay. Um, and there was no cash and, value in it whatsoever. Don't know. Um, I, I'll. It's identical to the policy I'm calling about now. Okay. They have two of them. All right. So, um, and it was just like a year and a half ago, two years ago, this happened. We went back and forth with them. They wanted medical records and all this stuff that would have been just insurmountable to try and get on my father. Got it. Um, California doesn't provide for a okay. reinstatement so due what, to medical. What's the um, What's the question on the existing life insurance policy? Okay, so he's had this policy since April of 85. It is a, um, they call it a, what, what kind of policy? I'm sorry, I just had it. It's by uh, Voya Companies. Universal Star. Life or Whole Life? Probably Universal Univ Life. It's called, they've got a, I just had it, sorry. How much is the um, death benefit on it? It's $100,000. It's a designer life plus is what they're calling it. And is it. there, ooh, designer, I like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there any and cash value in it? There is a there is a loan for fourteen thousand four hundred. So the payoff is eighty five. Um, they sent her a letter apparently in twenty sixteen saying that the cost of insurance was going yeah. up and that yep. she needed to pay more. Yep. And she didn't. She yep. continued to pay the amount she was used to paying. Yep. There is currently an uh, accumulated value in it of about. 15,000, let me get to that page. 
beginning accumulated value and 14,963 is the ending accumulated value. But then there's also the loan for 14,480. Let me just get some clarity here. Cash. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is your major question here today is how do I, how are we going to help our parents? Uh, yeah, the so they okay. they, they've sent her a bill uh, for the arrearages on the payments um, of about almost fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, don't really have to pay on that. The, yeah, and the interest of of six seventy six. So we've got to come up with two, a little over two grand to keep it current. And, so you've got a, um, so here's I'm thinking you've got a, a couple options in front of you. All right, well, here's with this life insurance, you could do a couple different things. One is you can keep this thing going until the day your your father passes away. Okay, it'll be $100,000 there. And then it's like, let's figure out how we're going to do this. Two, uh, you can sell this policy. Someone would buy it from you. It would be... It would actually, you would actually get some... Oh, yeah, you'd get some cash for it. You'd get some cash for this. And what happens is the person that buys the policy then becomes the beneficiary and the owner of the policy, and they're responsible for paying off the loan and making the premium payments to keep it in force. They get the return when your father passes away. But in this say, is the viaticals I've heard you talk about. In the yeah, past. yeah. Well, well, we say don't don't invest in these life settlement companies or viatical companies. That doesn't mean there's there isn't a market. <laughs> yeah, to and sell if you got into. yeah, and if you got a good policy to find someone to buy it from you, so that's. But tell us about yourself. Can you afford to make the premium payments on this? Um, so my sister and I have gone through um, her bills, and we've actually lowered some bills that she's paying, and and made it possible for her to be able to make up the difference. You, when you say um, her, you mean your sister or your mother? My mother. She, it, she's got enough. She's got enough to make. Is it. your dad ill? He's got dementia. He's got dementia, and he's um, barely ambulatory. Okay. And so don't, don't sell the policy. Don't sell the policy. Do everything you can to keep the policy in force. Do not let this thing lapse. Yes. And you can okay, you can ask the company to do an uh, what do they call it? Enforce ledger. Uh, Insert in. Uh, well, I could call it midstream, but there's a different name for it. If, they they did just recalculate it out, and they said that five fifteen a month will make it current and cover everything, I guess, or something like that. I haven't seen that alive. document yet. But you might be able to pay less and still keep the policy alive. I don't, you might want to just yes. figure out what's the absolute bare minimum that we can pay to keep this in, policy in force. Yeah. Well, um, at the very least, I think we're going to have to pay the two thousand. Is what I'm getting. Okay, so that they can they can walk you through that. The point being is, even if you had to lower the distribu the, your contributions to your company four hundred one k, or your sister mm-hmm. did, this is do not let this thing lapse. No, right? Okay. Don't let this thing lapse at all. Okay. Um, you yeah, and that we we've been looking at this all along as my mom's retirement yep. for, yeah. you know, cause my, my dad's been in poor health for a long time. And this was always kind of like when he leaves, this is how he's going to take care of yep. her. And they already lost the one that was identical to this. And have you, have you considered a reverse mortgage on yeah, this home? A, thank you, Scott. That's where I was going to go with it. it next. It's been, it's been mentioned. Um, it's been discussed. We're trying to hold off on doing any of that because there's no long-term care. There's no other, um, there's no other assets in place, and so we're trying to hold on to the one remaining asset she has um, and preserve it as long as possible because we don't know what's going to happen with him. We don't know if he's going to have would an pro- issue. Where he- if you and your sister can help out with some of the you know cash flow needs over the next year or two, I would probably do that. If it would be a financial burden for you or your sister and or your sister, um, I might do a reverse mortgage now. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah. That's- and it doesn't mean you're giving up. Can, can Just think of it like a loan on the house. Think of it like a home equity loan. And you get structure so you have a, a line of credit to draw against. So you don't have to pull it all out. And that you just don't, instead of making the interest payments, the interest just accrues on itself. So over time, the loan gets larger. But presumably, the value of the home will get larger over time. So whatever equity is there, it's still your, your mom's equity. And she eventually passed away. If there's still equity there, it goes to the kids. So it can really... Um, and there's just there's just you and your sister, correct? Correct. Okay. And our spouses, which we have to we have to you know negotiate with. <laughs> oh, well. them? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> oh, those people. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Do we- oh, listen, I I understand. <laughs> I come from a family of five children, and we uh, took care of my between siblings and then spouses of trying to just figure out who's going to. 
Uh, who's yeah, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, mean, I, I mean, I mean, so a, a reverse mortgage uh, fixes that. It would fix that. Well, as a student of the Hanson McLean School of Finance, I generally uh, uh, accept that as a as a reasonable last ditch kind of. Thank effort. you. But Thank my, you. Good enough. My, Good enough. My, my my sister and my uh, my spouse may be on different pages with that, so I'll have to work that. Well, that's uh, why. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, by the way, Scott. It's all worth this is now the, oh, the no, new no longer brand for hands. But anyway, <laughs> a good 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 luck to you. Thanks for the call, Scott. Yeah. Don't yeah, do everything you can to keep that policy in force, hundred uh, percent. And uh, talk to the insurance company and figure out what is the minimum that we can pay. Uh, even order. if it's going to go up year by year, you're fine with that. You don't you don't need to have a level to the time he's scheduled to pass on mortality wise. What's the very minimum to keep the thing in force for the next year? And let's head to Denver. We're talking with Charles. Charles, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi. Um, so I have about three thousand a month that I can invest or set away. I don't have a house. I got a divorce. I live with my mom still. Uh- and so I have all these options, you know, Roth IRA, 401k, or put money for down payment on a house. All right, hey, Charles? Yes. Two things. One, how old are you? I'm 53. And how much more money is there in addition to this $3,000 you can save a month? Do you have money in a 401k or IRA? Yeah, currently I have 150000 in the, the 401k. Okay. And I'm, I have about 10000 in a Roth IRA. Okay. Um, All right. And, and you have children yeah. you're supporting? No, I don't. Okay. And you called to ask for our advice, correct? Yeah. Okay. I, I, have, a, I have a pair of retirement. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not retired, but I have, I have about 34 years of Colorado State. Oh, yeah, so you've got a pension. Retirement. So here's my yeah. first bit of advice. You said that you live with your mother. Yes. In the future, I'd like you to say that your mother lives with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so much better. If you ever expect to get married again, that's how I'd approach it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I gave you my advice. Uh, All right. So you've got 34 years in, uh, with, uh, presumably, you're going to have a pension from uh, this job, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the living situation like this, it will probably continue for some time. And might there be, a, might you inherit the so. home in the future? I don't think I want to inherit the home, but um, part of the home, I have four brother, siblings. Okay, okay, four siblings. Yeah. So, And how much cash do you have on hand? Like, just plain, like, have you About not... 30000 Cash. $72. In the bank. My pocket. That sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know, Scott. What do you think? I think that you should try to build the cash reserves. Well, I think getting a house at some point in time, it, it, the you, challenge, when you go to, here's the challenge, right? Your pay, if you look at your pay today and compare it to 10 years ago or 20 years ago, it's much higher, right? Than 20 years ago. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And, and rent, right now you're not paying rent, but rent is much higher today than it was 20 years ago. When you retire, that pension is not going to keep growing over the next 10 to 20 years. It's going to remain the same level. And even if it has an inflation accelerator, oftentimes the inflation accelerators aren't the same as the real rate of inflation or the cost of housing. So the biggest biggest safeguard you can get uh, for retirement in inflation is the purchase of a home. And you're 53, and I – do you plan on staying in the same area when you retire? Yeah, I think so. I'd like to stay in Denver. I would like you to buy a house. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I would agree with Either that. now or in the next couple of years, and I would set this up so that the house was paid off at around the same time you retired. So, if possible, if, if not – and if not – so y- 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 there's a chance you won't be able to get it paid off by retirement, which is fine. Get if, – if, if, if that's kind of the plan – have a loan that you can do a what's called a reamortization on it. And not all loans allow this. So if you actually go down this path, this remember this little part of the conversation. What it would enable you to do is at retirement time is let's say you have 21 years left on the loan. It allow you to reset the your payments so that the home would be paid off over 21 years. So in other words, let's say you had a $300,000 loan, just throwing a number out there, $300,000 loan, and you say, I'm going to try to accelerate my payments for the next... 12 years as I'm working and you're making those extra payments and you get down. Now it's 12 years out. Now the loan balance is a hundred thousand, let's say. 
Well, if we can then reamortize that 100000 over the remaining term of the loan, that brings your payment way down. Significantly. So I think that you should either start looking for a home right now or start saving for a home right now. And if you okay. were saving for a home right now— Well, if he's got a free place to live and it's not mining, then I would say just save for a home. Fair enough. And I would use a, uh, an online bank like—just uh, go to—what's uh, the name of that website? Uh, Bankrate.com. Bankrate.com. It's, Are you contributing to your 401k now? A little bit, yeah. I'm trying to—I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> Why? Why? Right now. Well, because then I don't have as much money to put towards the down payment. Okay. okay fair, enough. Right. Yeah, I'm, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm all right with that. Yeah, so just go to bankrate.com and choose one of the online banks and high-yield yeah. money market accounts and just put money. I think it's your biggest thing. We both agree on the, your biggest thing for financial security for your retirement. Is to own a home. And remember, you consume the home in some form or fashion. So the bigger the home, the more you're going to consume, the more it will affect your retirement. So maybe something modest. Okay. All righty? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, we're going to take a, a quick break. Stick around for more All Worth Money Matters. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McClain. Uh, thanks for sticking around for our second half hour of the program. And um, by the way, if you haven't been on our, in a, I don't mean to say a pitch for us, but <laughs> our website's got some great tools uh, to help with retirement, We've got an online learning library to, for a variety of different courses. Well, so when you said you don't want to pitch that, we put a lot of time and energy into, the, into our website. You could come there and not become a client of ours and still use the Fair tools. Fair enough. Thank you. Right? We hope you become a client of ours. We, we do run an investment advisory business. But if you want to call into the radio show or come to our workshops or avail yourself to any of our learning library online workshop or whatever, do so. And then if you decide you like us, then maybe hire us. And if not, fine, too. That's okay. a good point. Yes, come on. I'm proud of this thing. We put, we're, yeah. Huh? We should do a little bit more self-promotion, darn it. You think so? Yes. We're the best. No, not that oh. much. <laughs> but go to our website. Allworthfinancial.com. And um, look at the it, learning the, library. There is some good stuff. There. Online workshops on a pretty regular basis. And we, we write a lot of... Articles and videos and webinars and and then in return, if you're listening to a podcast, in return we're going to ask for a little favor. Uh, if you want to review us, uh, please please review us, review us our it podcast, or, or share it with your friends. The more reviews we get, the higher we're ranked. The higher we're ranked. Uh, I don't know if it quite works that way. We got to remember when someone's sending them. I don't know how it all works. It's a mystery to me. Well, a, rev- a, a, a review is going to be helpful. And frankly, if this is helpful to you, you know what? Oftentimes we, we have a lot of clients referred to us because we've been doing this radio program 25 years. People have been fans of the program. They see us, but the, sometimes they, they don't need an advisor. They're on top of it. They enjoy it. They, they are competent. They don't need an advisor, but they've got someone close to them in their family that's asking them for advice, wants their help. We get those kind of people referred to us often. So if that you're thinking someone in your life like, Send them this podcast. Forward this on to them. Uh, give them a link to our website and uh, introduce them so that they can get advice from us and so they're not bugging you all the time. They can get a second opinion from you, and you're not the one responsible for their lives. I said we should do some promotion. We shouldn't make it the whole show. <laughs> Let's go to the calls. 833-99-WORTH is the number. Good point, I think it's a point. 833-99-WORTH. Let's uh, start off with Dan in Colorado. Dan, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank sure. you. What can we do for you? I uh, had a couple of questions about alternative uh, compensation. Our company, like a lot of companies right now, is struggling in the current economic environment. We're implementing a number of different cost reduction measures, and um, compensation, reduced compensation is one of them. And as a partially offsetting uh, mechanism, we're uh, being offered shares in the company, and I'm trying to understand what the tax implications wow. of that are. Yet. 
How big's the you know? company? Uh, the, the the entire group is about a two billion dollar group. Uh, our the the division I'm in is about a two hundred million dollar. Okay. And um, so we're we're being offered some shares, and um, I have a two part question. One is uh, how the valuation of the shares will be done. Um, there was a grant date as of last month, and then the shares are, are vested and become unrestricted at year end. And and the company will actually, uh, as part of the payroll function, they'll take some of the shares to, to cover federal, state, local taxes. And then um, the, the remaining shares, I, I, I become unrestricted, and I guess I take possession of them, so to speak, at, at year end. So um, it's is not pub- clear to me. Publicly traded or not? Yes. It is publicly traded. Wow. I haven't yes. seen this. We no, have I haven't seen either. this yet. No. This is interesting. And so, how much is a percentage of your uh, of your uh, income will be offset with these shares? Uh, so for this year, um, it would be uh, roughly 10 to 15 percent. Have they provided any guidance thus far on the taxation of this? Um, reading through the agreement, it's not clear to me um, a how the how the shares will be valued. In well, other words, as a there, there was holding state and local taxes, and they become unvested at the end of the year, at which time it would become vested, unrestricted. Yeah, yeah, unrestricted. Uh, it would, That's a, such a short holding. It, I've never it's seen really that. interesting. This right. is a cash preservation. Uh, how's yeah. the stock of the company doing? Uh, right now, we're trading. Um, so we we took a big hit in in March, and we're trading um, as a percentage twelve months. Yeah, a, a, about forty uh, percent of the twelve month high. Got it. Not too bad. (laughs) It could be worse, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So um, this is a cash preservation method for the company to do that, which is they they turn to an alternative form of currency other than cash, which is their stock. And so when you receive shares, that is a form of compensation, which is taxable. But when they're restricted shares, it's not the same as fair market value because you don't have – you don't have the option to go out and sell them. You don't have that available to you. So you're well, they become unrestricted as of year end. Yeah, so yeah, I understand it, it, that. before year end. So it doesn't matter. It all falls into the same calendar year for tax purposes. So the assumption think, would be I think. Well, the assumption would be that it would be a taxable event for this year because they become yeah, unrestricted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it'll be taxable this year just the I don't know at what level. What does that mean, Scott? At a minority discounted restricted share value, because oh, it's not they're not tra- public, yeah. they're not traded. He can't. No, trade no, them. he's there. It's a traded stock. It's he public. can't. Not when they're restricted. So but the restriction comes off by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. so your question is: is what what's the value of the day they give it to you versus the day they become unrestricted? And is, it, is there a different tax? Does it trigger a different tax situation at twelve thirty one? And, and is there something in the CARES Act buried in there that uh, provided an a twist here. Wow, you're going to walk away with no answers yep. here. I've not seen this. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, never seen it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's uh, it is it is a brilliant. And what are you going to do anyway? Are you going to leave the company? He's trying to figure out no, his tax implications. I, yeah. You know, I, I I I want to keep my job, and I'm, I kind of tip my hat to him for coming up with uh, it, you know. It's actually brilliant. well. I think I, my guess is that you're my. My guess, the, w- the way that's structured is t- is to minimize the tax consequences for the employees. That's why they're giving you restricted shares, and they're having the restriction fall off in such a short period of time uh, f- f- as a way to, t- to lower your taxable um, income on those. So you should shares. bet. That you should is my guess. You should but, bet for planning purposes that it's taxable as ordinary income, which would be the waste, so, worst case scenario. But it's probably at a discounted rate. It probably is. But I, if I was planning for taxes. I would plan it. And you'll get more guidance as the year goes on. Everyone's making this crap up. You know, that's the thing. I mean, it's like we were in a meeting before. I said, you realize we're all making it. The whole world's making this up as you go through it. I mean, no one's lived in a situation like this. So yeah, the executive team, uh, and they're they're doing the best they can, and they get some, they get some tax attorneys and whatnot, and let's like, what's the latest 
thing. Can we try this here and try that? And it sounds like a pretty creative um, method they're doing. I like it. Yeah. Hats off to them. They could just cut your pay. Well, they have. Um, How? uh, They're trying to make it up. They're making it up in stock. Well, some of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some of it. Got so, it. you know, I, I, I appreciate that they're taking creative measures to keep us on the payroll and keep us, you know, yeah. engaged and active. Um, just one last part of this. Uh, the Since the company's withholding from the shares what will cover federal, state, local taxes, what, what remains in my hands, the number of shares, um, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but going forward, uh, would I be holding those shares just as if I acquired them yes. in a regular market acquisition? Okay. Yes. Correct. Yes. You, as soon as the restrictions drop off. Yes. Okay. So my guess is they've got well, the rest, my my guess is they put the restrictions in place to lower the taxable amount to you and to their employees, and they've they've had it the shortest period as possible for it to revert back to um, unrestricted shares, like a share that I could go buy in the market in the open market. Um, which brings liquidity to you. And then long-term, you'd have capital gain taxes on it. Right. After 12 okay. months. All right, hope that helps. After, after 12 months of holding the shares myself? Then it'd be a long-term. Was it, was it 12 months after the restriction comes off or from the date they're issued? I would double-check that before. I don't I know that either. That. Yeah. There we go. No, well, I'm, I'm well... I've never seen never, shocks anyway, less than a year. Brand new to us. We've been doing this show for 25 years. Never. That's right. Every, never, never seen such a thing. I imagine the company will provide more guidance as time goes on. Yes. I, I think so too, but uh, just uh, popped into my head here. Yeah, and yeah that's a good question. Got, this is a good question. Well. I got to give it to them. I got to give it to them. This is this is too. creative. Yeah, I, I like I like where they're going with it. It's creative, and and you, and it, there's one way to get everyone motivated about the stock prices. This would be it. Yeah. Guess what? We're on this together. So, yeah. Well, good luck yeah. to you and the at the company there, Dan, and hope it all hope it all goes. Um, yeah. Thanks for calling well the show. For you. It's a it's a challenging time for lots. Interesting. We're gonna move to uh, Gary in Northern California. Gary, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, so um, I've been impacted by job actions at work. I'm 52, have a 401k, so I understand I can pull my money out and move it into an IRA. And so I've been managing my own money for the last 30 years, doing the uh, you know the, the proper adjustments between large cap, small cap, et cetera. I'm 100% equities following your show and, and guidelines and whatnot. But I'm approaching that point in my life where, well, not only did the, the job riskiness kind of jump up in the last couple of weeks, but um, I, I'm wondering if at 52, um, is it time now to look at uh, moving out, moving the risk bar down a bit, but larger than that, is it too soon to engage a firm like yourself that will offer me some management aspects that I, I just don't have the skill set to do, um, you know, in, investing in REITs and bonds and all this type of stuff that gets me out of the 401k and into an hour with a lot more options. So the, the first uh, question is, yes, you should probably take a look at your allocations. And um, it may be – you may be fine at 100% equities, uh, but you may want to bring it down a little. Yeah, tell us about – so – it, it, this is not uncommon. You're 52. So when let's go back a month, a month ago before things started happening at work, when were you planning on retiring? I'm shooting for 62 to 65. So I got about 10 years ish left. And are you at a point now that you're concerned that maybe your job's not going to be around a year from now and you might have to go find something different and you don't know what that's like because you haven't been in the job market for a long time or? Well, I'm in the midst of that right now. <laughs> the the uh, uh, exit date is, is approaching, so I'm in the, oh. the job hunt market. Yeah, and what's so, the outlook for you? Um, well, I hope it's good. It's only been six weeks in. My wife says I need to be more patient and, and whatnot, which God didn't bless me with. <laughs> okay, well, good for you. I tell you, I had a, so I'm not telling this to scare you. I'm just giving it. I have a, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's mid-50s. He's got a master's degree from Pepperdine, was with the same company 21 years. One day they did a reorg. He's out, right? It took him 11 months to get a job. To get the job he wanted. Yeah, and that may be well, the case. He, I've been in this place okay. 28 years, so it's a similar footprint. 
So you've been there for 28 years. Yeah. Well, to get a career job to continue forward, yes. It's it, it, without relocating is oftentimes the difficult part, depending upon how far up you are in the pyramid of the company. Yeah, and I think what happens, uh, Gary, and what you probably experience as you get further in your career, you become really great at a couple things, right? And a specialist in a few few different areas, and sometimes it may, and you've got a certain income level that you need to replace. But I, I the only reason I'm saying this is because you said your wife said give it some time. And these things can take time, and don't lose hope. And it's, it, I think it's, it's particularly hard as we get a little older in life. We've had some of the major milestones that life had, you know, happens, and then it's like, are we still, of, are we still needed here in the marketplace? Are we still of value? Uh, right? And all those emotions start kind of going through our head, and then we start second questioning, and that, uh oh. Maybe I need to start taking money from my retirement account now at 52, so maybe I'm overly aggressive. And it all kind of happens at the same time. But in Yeah, exactly. It, it, and and, and I'm, I'm wondering, is the uh, do I just continue on with my, my investment mindset? So tell us about your situation. Is, is now the right time? Do you have any kids that you're still supporting? Uh, a boy in high school, and I have a, another son that's in college, and he's paying his own way, so I just got to... A youngster will be going to college in a couple of years. And does your uh, wife have a job outside the home? Yes, she does. And uh, what do you owe on your house? About two fifty. What's the value of the home? Probably a little over five. Do you have a lot much in the way of other debts? No. And what? No debt at all. Good for you. What do you have as in your four hundred one k IRAs? I'm sitting on mine about uh, just shy of 1.2. My wife's got about 250, and we have some cash holdings and stock and savings. You guys are great savers. How much do you have in cash and stock? And um, about 120 in cash and about 100 in stock. So the answer to the question <laughs> is: Is what's your al- well? What's your annual income? Approximately. Uh, Personally, um, just you. Per- just me. About 150. Okay. So you guys are great savers. Great savers. Uh, I don't know if you need me to tell you that, but you've, yeah. you've done a good job. Um, the allocation may or may not be too risky. Um, I, what, were you, what were you going into the financial crisis? I know you're younger then, oh, I, but. Yeah, I was younger. But we, we rode it through. I, I'm, I rode that thing through, and it has been a, a, a great run. I, I, but. You know, getting closer to that 62 age, yeah. you know, there become some realities where you have to be strategic in your thoughts and, and not as bold as you were when you were 35. So the mirror, so the question we're having, this is the, I can't speak for Scott, but the question I'm asking myself, is this a reaction to what happened um, in your job life, which isn't yes. unusual? Which and, is- and frankly, there are times when there's events in life that causes us to have a kind of a different risk profile than what at other times we're saying, I have so many uncertainties in my life now that I want a little more certainty with my investments. So, which is, so I think lowering the uh, – and if you came into our office, we would actually bring you through a risk analysis, a program that would help us understand what that is um, today, right? It may not be the same. Your risk could be different two years from now it, it, as it was two years ago. But even if you're looking – so let's say you plan on full retirement 10 years out. You're not going to spend your entire – 401k at 62 you're just going to take some income on it but, so but scott he's got he's a, such a great saver and he's going to continue to save for another uh 10 years to move this portfolio to 80 or 85 or 90 percent stocks is not a big deal um down from 100 uh percent in equities so the answer to the question i would is, agree if, if you if you trim some of the equity exposure off by 10 or 15 percent, i don't think that you would be hurting yourself um over the long term and yeah, I don't. Are, do you think there's any value in uh, funds that I don't readily have access to, like REITs and all that? That I would move this into. Oh, absolutely. You know, a realm where you manage for me, and uh, you know, give me a, a, a far more broad, diverse uh, diversification uh, of. Absolutely. Well, the, 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 one of the reasons that people actually use IRAs versus the 401k is because of that. If you were over age 55, our answer might be a little bit different. Um, between the ages of 55 and 59 and a half, um, maybe a little bit different. So if you came in to visit with our firm or I would say any good financial planning firm. Independent fiduciary firm. They're, they're going to 
the good ones will want to do a financial plan on you. And the questions you would ask is, you know, can I retire in 10 years? And what will it look like? That, and I also think, what is your, what is your income need right now? Because you've been oh. at 150, and, I, and maybe you could live at 100. And still yeah, get to your objective. We can we can live on my wife's salary. It's, it's, it'll be tight, but we can. No, we no, can no, no, what, no, no. What 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 I'm meaning is, and and maybe you've maybe you'll find the job the the perfect job you just absolutely love and it pays you one fifty a year. Maybe, but when I'm just thinking, what if there's some job that you absolutely love? Like this would be a great job, but it and it's man, it only pays me one hundred and ten. I've been making one fifty. I don't want to take that big of a a step back. This is where some financial planning might be helpful for you because we've seen a lot of times, Gary, and I don't, you may have loved your job you're in, you're not, but we've seen a lot of people, they've kind of in this grind. They're like, ah, I'm going to retire in seven years. I'm counting down the years. I'm like, why? Well, I, I don't like what I'm doing or what. And, and through some planning and whatnot, they went and found other careers, sometimes not at the same pay level, but it's so much, they enjoy it so much more. They're saying, I'm fine working another year too. What I'm questioning is you might already have enough in retirement savings now that if you project out another 10 years from now without much in additional savings, you might still be fine. What's so, your retirement look like? So that's what you're going to get out of a good financial advisor as well as the asset management of how those dollars are being allocated and how quickly they're being watched or closely they're being watched. So I, I have one question on the fee structure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the fees that you that you charge, you know, whether it's 0.9 or 1.1 percent or whatever, is that inclusive of the fees that are charged normally within? When you look at the the fee costs within a particular fund, no, or is that on top of? It's, it's on, on top, top of. of. Okay. So, but the the fees, you know, a good advisor is going to be use very low cost funds. Yeah, the fees are going to be pretty low cost. Ba- yeah, and, basis points. Uh, and if you look at pricing, uh, in terms of pricing, I can only speak for ourselves. We're about middle of the road. In terms of pricing, we're not either on the high side, we're not yeah. on the low side, but, um, you know. But talk to a couple of advisors. I think yeah, it would spend be. spend the time. Uh, particularly now that okay. you've got some, uh, once, you're, once your job's over and you've got some time. Yeah, and there's no hurry to roll that 401k into an IRA either. So, okay. None at all. Right, all. Very good. All right, appreciate the call. And let's talk to Evaristo in Northern California. You're with Allworth's Money Matters. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you today, sir? How can we help you? Uh, fine, thank you. Uh, I had a, a question with uh, several other sub-questions dealing with uh, uh, spousal benefits uh, from Social Security. All righty. Fire away. Uh, I, I uh, retired last year from uh, teaching, and I'm, I am 66, I, so that means I have a pension and a very small, if any, Social Security coming to me. My wife uh, has her full uh, amount of Social Security uh, that she'll be, she'll be claiming next year. Next year, uh, she'll be 70. All right. And so my, let, me, let me give you my, my, my three questions. Because <laughs> this is sort of what we've been operating on, but we need a reality check from, from somebody that knows the stuff. And so one, one question is, am I eligible to claim spousal benefits off of her, her account? Uh, and secondly, uh, we're assuming that I, that I am eligible. So I understand we get like 50%. I would get 50% of her total. You get the maximum. So, yes, you get the maximum of, of either your benefit or 50% of a spouse's benefit. Hers is way higher. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so the question, the second question is, will that windfall elimination provision reduce that fifty percent more? Third question has to do with timing. Like, when, when, when is, uh, do I have a deadline to claim spousal benefits? So, those are the three questions in a nutshell. Yeah, and I wish I would I'd say that we were both experts at um, spousal benefits for windfall elimination uh, provisions within Social Security, but. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't. I. I. Uh, and one of the things we'd like that we'd like to have our program where where our calls aren't screened ahead of time. So when when we answer questions, it's you're you're we you're we testing Scott and Pat's. Uh, but, but we could get to the answer. Yeah, I just don't know it off the top. Yeah, of my I don't head. know it off the top of my head. It's pretty. Uh, it the, the percentage of the population this applies to is relatively small. 
but, yeah. but there is... I don't recall. I've, I, I know I've learned it before. I, I just I, don't remember the top I, of my head. My un- and I've actually narrated. We have on our website, and I don't... Have you have you listened to our Social Security website? I mean, our Social Security presentation uh, on our website, Evaristo? Uh, no. Okay. So we've got, a gr- we've got a lot of great education tools on there, but one is on Social Security. We go into a lot of the different nuances, and it covers, I don't know, probably 95% of the questions that people would have on Social Security. Um, uh-huh. I believe I was the one who narrated the thing, and I yeah. just don't. I just don't recall. So, but but we're gonna we'll get you an answer. Uh, we will get you an answer on this. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just hold, stick, stay on hold. We'll get your information, and one of our advisors will follow up. And yeah, we'll get you an answer. And this isn't. We're not calling you to try to sell you on how to use our firm. We just truly. I don't remember. And the windfall elimination provision, it has to do with certain pension plans for government employees where they did not pay into Social Security. My recollection is that he's eligible for 50% of her benefit, regardless of the windfall elimination provision. But Yes, mine too. That's my recollection. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. I'm not confident enough to actually state that on the air. It's interesting to, and there might have been an opportunity with the um, file and suspend or restricted claim um, that that went away. Yes, that might have been better planning a few years ago. If it's there are a lot more questions on Social Security today than there were five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago. It's a lot more complicated than it was. Is it? I think so. What's more complicated about it? Well, the windfall elimination provision. That's been there ever since I was yeah. in the industry. The, fi- the the changes, the file and suspend. Maybe it's just us. Is it more complicated? Maybe you're right. It's not more complicated. I don't know. I, I think people are realizing that it's a it's a lump. It's a lot of money. I mean, I know that our firm and other firms like ours, I would assume, there's we use uh, programs, software programs to help us figure out how to maximize Social Security. So that's part of our planning. But it used to not be that there would be so many questions from people because yes. we get people writing questions. We have um, our, again, at allworthfinancial.com, if you're on its, um, I don't know if it's our learning library or what we call it. We've got something on our website where we've got a lot of education tools and we've got something on Social Security. If you've got questions before, you you, know, you might want to take the, the f- a few moments to, to go through that. I think it would be helpful. But we also have a workshops where yeah, Which is, Social Security is the most well attended. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's just, I find anyway, it. well, I, let's, Barista, let's, thanks for the, the call and... Um, we will get you the information. <laughs> well, that is all the time we have uh, this week. Again, you can get a podcast of this program wherever you listen to podcasts or at allworthfinancial.com. And we will be back on the same station at this same time next week. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean, Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.